This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm here again with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you, Brian. And uh, we... uh, we uh, are talking this morning about something that, uh, as, as we've said before, these podcasts are really just a lot of commentary of, of things that we're seeing. And, and, and the reason I first want to do this was to, to glean wisdom from Rocky and because he's always sharing things with me and I, I get the privilege of sitting in the same office with him every day. But uh, you guys don't. Uh, so I want you to hear things that he's he's seeing and, and he's showing me things, too. So so to, this morning we have some fresh manna, I would say, uh, mm-hmm. that God gave uh, Rocky this morning and, and it really resonated with me. So really we're going to talk about... Um, it's it's really a podcast about prayer. It's about inquiring of the Lord. Um, and Rocky, why don't you just uh, explain uh, what was going on this morning that got you on this topic? Well, I was having a, uh, a time of reading scripture, and I've been I've been involved with First and Second Samuel for a few weeks now. Just uh, been delighted in watching David's life unfold and all the things that surrounded his life and. And uh, and con- contrasting him to Saul, who was uh, uh, a character, and then just reading that whole uh, situation where Saul chased after David, uh, and so many people did, Philistines did, Saul did. I mean, he just had people coming after him all 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 around him. Yeah. And uh, and I was impressed today with these little words. As I was reading Second Samuel two one, and it's the beginning word that said, "And David inquired of the Lord," mm-hmm. and I stop right there because when I journal, I, I typically will take a scripture and I take the scripture read and the thought conveyed, and I make an application to my own life, and then I respond. Respond. That's called the star. We use that in. Mm-hmm helping people learn to journal through Scripture, to learn to self-feed. And uh, that was a short one, uh, and David inquired of the Lord. So uh, what is the thought conveyed there? Well, David inquired of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and But then uh, the application there is that I began thinking about David's life, and it seemed like, in fact, it was true that every time he inquired of the Lord. The Lord would give him direction, and he would he would be successful in his battles. Mm-hmm. He would prosper. He would be successful. It was always as a result of God's leadership. But God waited for David to inquire of Him, mm. and then we take David's failures was when he didn't inquire in the Lord. Mm-hmm. It just charged in there just did what battlefield commanders do or lustful men do. Mm-hmm. He didn't inquire of the Lord. And that's that was the bad times in David's life. And so when I began to look at that, uh, I started thinking about myself and thinking about that I've been such a reactionary guy growing up, you know, being a defensive end in college at a, at a particular time. 
defensive ends are, are trained to react. Uh, you only have milliseconds to react and size it up and then aggressively go into it to either fend off a block or tackle someone. But it's all quick, 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 quick. And I think that what happens is that when you grow up in that, you develop a mentality like that too. And the mentality is to react. And if someone hits you with a hammer, well, you take a sledgehammer. And everything is twice as much to go back at somebody who's coming at you. Now, that's the flesh. That's the way the flesh of Rocky would think. Mm -hmm. And then the spirit began to take over Rocky's life. And he began to show me something different. And the thing he showed me different was, how's that working out for you? Mm. Because I was seeing that my reactions were oftentimes getting me in more trouble than anything else with relationships, uh, with bad decisions. And so the Lord uh, uh, let me know, the problem is, son, is that you are not inquiring of me about what to do. Mm -hmm. You think you know what to do. You act on what you think is right, and you try to do it, but you don't see all that I see. I see more than you see, further than you see. I see the complexities of an action that you take that might cause a reaction that is worse than you could ever imagine. And so slowly but surely, the Lord began to show me the truth that wisdom is found in the inquiring of the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's found, we, we find his wisdom, not the world's wisdom, not the ways of the world, but the wisdom from above. And, uh, and so I think uh, even this morning, I had an opportunity to, I read the scripture, and I'm trying to make application of it through the day. And not to get into the details of it, but I have a, a, a back surgery that's imminent. And we've had the MRI, and it's pretty messed up. And, uh, and looking for a, a procedure that would be less invasive and, and some other things other than fusion, which is I don't want to go that route if I don't have to. And I've had a lot of surgeries, so I know the, the, the rehabilitative processes for a 75-year-old are, are difficult, so I'm looking for an easier ride there. And so you have to look around. And uh, I have a friend who uh, was looking around for me, and he found one that uh, I can't even see him before two months from now. And then if I had surgery, it would be probably another month later. So three months of agony. And, uh, and so far, at the, from this point, I was just kind of going along with logic. This man did the procedures we were looking for. I had an introduction. They called me back. We set up a time. Logic. But then I said, wait a minute. Let me do a little inquiring of the Lord. Mm. And I had a... I had a, a brief time with the Lord, inquire the Lord, and I, and I just said, Lord, if, if there is another physician that has the expertise, even better, and if there is a time that's available that's sooner than this, would you make that available? And it was probably a few minutes later that I got a, 
a really nice email from a, a former physical therapist that worked on me and told me that she'd heard about my my uh, problem and et cetera, et cetera. And she gave me some cautions and some things that she would do as a friend and a professional. And I dropped by and saw her uh, a few minutes and I told her, I said, you know, we're looking for a different procedure here than what's normal on this uh, particular uh, fusion. And I said, I'm looking at this particular procedure. She said, you know, it's interesting that uh, she has a, a patient that she's worked on that that a surgeon down in Texas did a wonderful job doing the same thing, and they've done this for about 20 years. And I said, well, I can't see my physician in, in two months. And she said, well, give him a call. So I called him out of nowhere and was able to get an appointment in two weeks. And I feel like that I would never have thought that, that series of dominoes, it just, one came up and it fell into the next one, it pushed the next one, pushed the next one. Mm. But I go back to what did I do? I came out of my self-feeding time, I made application of the scripture that David inquired of the Lord, and I said, hmm, I think I need to inquire of the Lord mm. and see what he might want to do here. Mm. And that's fresh. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's amazing, and I, I love it. And it, it, when you told me that story, it reminded me, I think it's in Second Samuel, but uh, a little further down, it, there's a situation where the Philistines are coming after David, and it says he inquired of the Lord, just like it says the one you read in, in chapter 2. Um, and God, he said, you know, should we attack him? Will we be victorious? And the Lord said, yes, you will. Go, go for it. And they attacked him head on and whooped him. And then it says a few sections later that the Philistines gathered strength and came back. And, you know, and, and I, I've always thought it'd be easy just to kind of go attack him again. Mm -hmm. I thought we told you, you know, we whooped you once, we'll whoop you again. And right. But no, David stopped and inquired of the Lord again. And, and it's interesting because the Lord said, yeah, you'll be victorious, but this is a different strategy. Go behind the troops and listen for this sound of marching in the balsam trees, and then you'll know that that they that I've defeated them for you. So the Lord is just going to take them on, and uh, and it's just interesting to me because and he was victorious, but it was because he listened to the Lord mm -hmm. and went around back. I think if he just had charged in, which would have been easy for him to do because he was a man's man, a warrior, uh, maybe he would have been defeated. And so I think there's a lesson in there for sure. Oh yeah, uh, and I hope it's a lesson for our leadership, especially. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we're on the front, front lines in, in a fight against evil. And it's their force is far greater than than us. Yeah. But it is the wisdom of God and the resources of God that allows us to take on a, a holy battle uh, with far superior forces. But we have to listen to it. We have to inquire the Lord. We have to seek him. Now, unfortunately, uh, we have some type A personalities that... Mm -hmm that are in our ministry that are a lot of them are successful businessmen and they were really good at what they did. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and as you know, I've said to them many times, we want you here on our boards and in leadership, not because you're successful in business and know how to get it done, but because you're a godly man and you know how to abide in Christ and listen to him. Mm -hmm. And so our, our first thing we do all the time is how's your soul? And there's a reason for that, because if your soul's not healthy, guess what? You're not going to be able to hear him. Mm -hmm. And if you're not hearing him, well, you're not going to give good leadership. 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's, it's again, it's just it, it just makes sense to us that we're under the leadership of Jesus Christ, not Him following us. Yeah. And we got to practice that out, though. We have to live that out in the way we move forward. Yeah. And we've had so many people that that would be even telling us, hey, you need to do it faster. You need to do it different. You need to take this thing while it's hot. You need to do all this, that, and the other. And we ask why. Well, that's just the way things are done. And and we're saying, well, no, that's exactly why things are a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a situation in, in a lot of ministries that, it, that the scripture that says holding on to a form of godliness but denying its power applies to them. Yeah. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. And let it never be that we deny the, the, the power of God because we won't inquire of him, that we won't listen to him, that we won't seek him first, that we in, would instead charge in and do the stuff that we think needs to be done because, hey, we're experienced and you know we know what needs to be done. And uh, believe me, you, that gets us into so many bad situations, especially nowadays. Uh, now, some people say, well, you sound passive. No, 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 no. No, we're very active. Uh, we're aggressively active in trying to do it God's way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not, we don't necessarily feel that we have to march to the drumbeat of other people's ministries and the way they see things. And it's not to fault them. It's just to say, we feel that this is the way God would direct us. We feel like we need to inquire the Lord before we would move into a battlefield because we've seen what happens when you don't. Yeah, and I've, I I see it all the time with uh, people that are new to our ministry who don't really know about us. But And, and usually these are really, really talented, gifted uh, men or women that uh, want to start something new in their city, and so they're 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 ready to go do it big. I mean, they're ready to have a big event and start a you know get a hundred guys through the journey first year, yeah, or something like that. And uh, and then we we tend to kind of pour a little water on the on the fire and tell them, hey, now hold on, start small, you go deep, and then you pray big. Mm-hmm. You know, you start with a small, solid group, and you know, and 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 that's an example I think of taking it slow and, and seeking the Lord and letting him form your first group and all that kind of stuff. It's not about just go producing as much as we can produce as quick yeah. as we can, you know, and it's counterintuitive. It's, you know, especially for men who are very, you know, accomplished guys, it's very hard to slow down and do that, but it's all about inquiring of the Lord and taking it slow. There is a, there is a rhythm uh, that we associate with listening and responding, listening, and responding, seeking, listening, and responding. And, uh, and if you have that rhythm, then, then everything's going to work in a coordinated fashion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we were talking, I was thinking about the scripture that was the exhortation that says, kindle again the vision that you once had, or rekindle, rekindle the vision you once had. We could look it up, but we won't take the time. Just trust me, it's there <laughs> because I've written on it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when I was growing up in Mississippi and I went to my grandmother's house and they, they heated by fireplace and she had a wood stove. And if you ever read about Gabe and his house, well, it was patterned after that house and that wood stove. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, in order to start a fire, they had to, to start it with kindling. And in Mississippi, kindling is, you know, fat pine. You get it with the roots, has a lot of rosin in it and everything. You throw it on there and it just burns real fast and hot. But it'll burn up pretty quick too. But you use a little kindling and then you put some oak on top of it, a small oak. And then when you get a coal base and it gets good and hot, then you can start adding large logs to it. And if you got a good hot coal base, then it will consume anything you put on there. And it'll be steady, it'll give good heat, uh, and it'll be predictable. Mm -hmm. But if you start loading it up with more logs than the coal base can support, it'll start smothering the fire. Mm. And so what do you have to do is you have to take off the heavy logs and you have to, what? Rekindle it. Mm. You have to start it all over and build the base with kindling, rebuild the coal foundation, and then you can put logs on there to make it steady again. There's a rhythm. Mm. It's the same way with the way we follow the Holy Spirit. We let him show us at what point we can add a greater burden to the ministry when the base has been formed by him. We have to wait him out. We have to be in sync with him. We have to listen to him. And believe me, he will march us into many battlefields, and we will be successful if we do it his way. Mm. You, I, just to go along with that that analogy, I think it's like leaving room for oxygen to get in, right? And in, in in practically speaking, with a fire, but spiritually speaking, allowing room for the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. allowing room for the Lord to come in and work and do what He needs yeah. to do. We can crowd Him out with all our plans and all our expectations and all yeah. that. We have so many parallels on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, one of the phrases thrown around with, by one of our guys is, prayer is the real battle. Mm-hmm. I almost think I would say it differently. I would say the battle is to, to make yourself pray. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're both truths there. You know that, don't you? Well, what would you, what would you no, say? No, I say both of them because prayer is a real battle because when we go into a battlefield like like what we see with David, he inquired of the Lord. That, that's where he had to first begin the battle right there. What do you want to do, Lord? That is true. But to your point, it's the hardest thing for us to do for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's a battle to pray. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you think it's that way? Well, obviously, we have an enemy. We have an enemy that's uh, he's an accuser. He's a distractor. You know, he, he gets us off course. Uh, I've heard a, a friend of mine said that the word busy, B-U-S-Y, means being under Satan's yoke. Mm-hmm. You know, if he can get us really busy with a bunch of stuff, then we won't have time to pray. We'll be too busy. I, I mean, I got to get going. I got an appointment. I, right. I woke up a little late. I, I got an appointment. I don't have time to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or we spend so much time. I'm guilty of this. I spend so much time in the Word and soaking it up, but then don't leave enough time to get on my knees and pray. And I, if so, I've missed the most important part of my quiet time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I don't know. I think there's an enemy that doesn't want us to pray. I've always thought... Um, you tell a, tell a man you should pray with your wife. And, man, it will be the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. until you get into a habit of doing it. That's one of those shouldas. <laughs> you should do that. That's what should on people. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Brian, this whole thing about prayer is, is interesting because um, it's almost like we feel like we're going to the principal's office 
Mm-hmm. And I think about the the most heartfelt, deepest connecting prayer that people have happens when, when they're desperate. Yeah, when you're in a battle, when you're in struggle. They're yeah. desperate. Yeah. And, you know, to me, that's where we're not being very smart. Because, you see, if we did more inquiring of the Lord, mm-hmm. we would have less desperation to face. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that we tend toward looking at prayer as informing God that I got a problem and I want you help. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We look at prayer as something that is the last resort. I've oftentimes heard people say, well, I can't help you, but at least I can pray for you. At least? <laughs> I think prayer is the best thing you can do for somebody. Or if somebody's been through a bunch of illnesses, they, the doctor goes, well, sorry, we can't do anything more for you. There's nothing left to do but pray. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting it backwards. It, we it, we're praying first. And yeah. we do it when we're desperate. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I feel like prayer should be, <laughs> for Rocky, a, a daily watering. I think it's it's a it's communing with Papa, you know, early in the morning with my coffee and Bible, but then through the day. I mean, like today, I came out of a quiet time. I was later on in the day, and I said, well, I think about I think I'll inquire of the Lord. And mm-hmm. so, you know, prayer is a, is a wonderful thing if we kind of view it the way it is. It's to communicate. It's to listen, to share our hearts, share our concerns. A lot of that sharing concerns kind of like therapy. You know, we're able to get it out there. Going to see the counselors, the, yeah. the holy counselors. Talk about it. Yeah, sure, sure. And then you talk about it and think, hey, man, this thing's not as bad as I thought. But it's interesting many times, many times now, I'll be praying and then I'll think of somebody or think of something and, and we'll stop immediately and write an email or text somebody. Uh at that point, because I feel like the Lord is saying, do this. Now, that doesn't mean I break my prayer time with it. It means that my prayer time is being lived out through my life. Mm-hmm. And see, prayer is communication. Uh, it's being in touch with him so that we can hear him, let him direct us through our day. And every day we have choices to make. And if we could go ahead and have our, our minds set in a right place, then a lot of those choices will be good choices because they're already prepared for them. Do you think uh, Do you think journaling is a form of prayer? Yeah, yeah. You're You're writing out your heart to God. Mm-hmm. You're writing out what you're hearing Him say. I mean, in that yeah. in that the same it's absolutely. A, so that counts. Yes, in our journaling though is not just dear diary today. I had a lollipop. Uh-huh. You know that kids grow up with. Our journaling is giving them that you talk. Or God talks and you listen and you talk and he listens. Mm-hmm. And that's that what we call dialogue. Mm-hmm. And our journaling is about creating dialogue with God. That's why we have part of it is feeding on God's word. But the other part is responding back to the Lord in prayer about what he said to you or what you need to do out of that. Again, it's not trying to create a rigid formula for journaling is to give them an opportunity to learn how to really pray, mm-hmm. to really commune with God. 
And I personally, I tend to write down what's going on in my life, like like mm. your, the example you gave the today. <laughs> well, <laughs> the lollipop today was your back surgery, imminent back surgery. Oh, I would boy. write, I would write about that. Touche. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I think, I think it matters. You know, yeah. What was what's going on in your life? Because yeah. then, you, then if someone reads it later, like your great grandchildren read your yeah. journal and hear about it, they'll they'll be inspired. The reason I'm saying it is just tongue in cheek. Right. And the reason why is because most men, when we talk about journaling, they think of a diary. They or first, that's the first thing to go back to. Yeah. I'm not keeping no diary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do I need to get a pink one with a little strap around oh, it? Gosh. You know, says, Dear Diary. No, we want to rewrite the narrative on that. We want you to understand that this is more like Captain Kirk. Lewis and Clark. Yeah, writing in their journal the expedition that they're going, going mm-hmm. boldly to places mm-hmm. no one has ever gone before and recording it. Yep, that's right. That's the kind of journal we're talking about. And, yep. man, that's adventurous. Well, and as you write about what's going on in your life, you you get to look back and see where God did insert, where you inquired and then he answered and yeah. how he redirected and all that kind of stuff. Well, see, he teaches us through that method. Mm-hmm. And, and to your point, I can look back over— Gosh, started journaling when I was about 35. That's 40 years now. 40 years of journals. And I'm talking about constant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's rare not to have journal entries for me. Yeah. And uh, I think most of them have been saved. I hope so. It would be a boxcar full of them. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's interesting because I think it was a few months ago that my grandson pulled out a journal that was that I had back in 1983, I think it was, 82, 83. And, and I was writing down the terrible situation I was going uh, through at work mm. and with some people that were really abusing me because of, of my faith. And, um, and I was trying to process through that. And at that time now, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't really have anybody teaching me how to self-feed. I was a desperate man looking for answers and believing God's Word would give those to me. So every morning, I would get up and I would take my journal, take a cup of coffee, I'd go to a place that that I would be able to get along with the Lord, and I just cried out. Mm. And I read and I applied it to my life, and I felt like God was going to walk me through this. Mm. And sure enough, He did. And then I look back on that journal that was full, almost 40 years old, and I saw that uh, he did walk me through it, mm. step by step by step. And since that time, I've had other situations that were very challenging. But we use the word experience a lot, and, and experience trumps theory. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't get experience uh, or wisdom without experience. Wisdom requires experience. Wisdom will not grow from theory. Mm-hmm. The only thing that will be is knowledge. Mm-hmm. But wisdom grows with having personal application with a, an experience with God walking me through a situation and the Word of God being my guide. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so our journals are records of that. Mm-hmm. The last thing I wanted to just bring up is that I think inquiring of the Lord is is a form of worship. It's it's worshiping the Lord, you know. And I'm, I'm thinking of the, in the battles I've read where they they would send the worshippers out first before the, the battle, 
you know, worshiping the Lord even before they went into battle. Mm-hmm. Or, or in, in the story of Jericho, they kind of worshiped around the the walls seven days, whatever, before the, and the walls came down without anyone shooting any any no one fighting at all it was just all the lord you know so there's something to all that i think in this inquiring of lord don't you think in the form of worship yeah personal application now that some of the uh, uh, dark nights of the soul that we talked about when you're wakened up you've got troubling thoughts you've got evil that's just coming at you i have found that if i would turn on praise music if i would begin praising the lord worshiping him that I could beat it away mm. and I feel it's almost like you know the singers going before the army at Jericho mm. and going around it seven times and blowing the horns I mean they were taking the ark I mean they were taking worship they were taking praise and it was preceding the army mm. and I think that uh, I see it that way uh, if I can remember that Satan flees when he hears the name of Jesus being praised. Mm -hmm. I can remember to pause and wait and deal with this thing in a spiritual way, to battle it in a spiritual way. Then I think to your point, praise and worship uh, will cause the enemy to flee. Mm -hmm. Light, when it's turned on, on, will cause darkness to flee. Yeah, I, I think to me it's all wrapped up in this idea that you put forth with Gabe. His principle number one for living out his life was to be a God seeker. Mm-hmm. To me, all these things are seeking God first in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then everything else comes out of that. Right. That's inquiring of the Lord. That's worship. That's seeking him. And and then how you walk it out throughout the day is abiding, that's I right. think, you know. Yeah. And so uh, we, we tend to mix those things up a little bit. But uh Anyway, well, I think that's good. I think I hope uh, I, anyone who's listening out there, if they're if they're facing a, a difficult decision or if they're under attack or whatever, that they will inquire of the Lord, mm-hmm. and because uh, He's the one, He's the one to go to more than anyone else to go and find the answers they're looking for. Don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Rocky. Um, I think our time is up today, um, but I uh, hope you've been enjoying these uh, podcasts. You can uh, find them on influencers.org, our website, and you go under resources and podcasts, and there's a list of all the podcasts. And we added a new feature there where you can uh, download an individual podcast so that you can share an individual podcast with friends and all that. A lot of people ha- have requested uh, the ability to, to send specific ones to their friends and all that. So that's all out there now. We also have uh, version uh, devotionals, which uh, are out there on the Bible app on your on your phone. And uh, it's interesting because people are starting to find us who don't know about influencers through reading our devotionals, which is uh, really cool. So again, we're inquiring of the Lord of where, what He wants this ministry to look like and where He wants it to go. And uh, we're just following, following Him wherever He wants to take us. So Anyway, well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, and I'm going to always encourage you to abide in Christ first and then go make disciples. God bless you today. me. Mm-hmm.